Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Nobody is being forced to lower their prices and there'll be no subsidies or tax handouts. Instead, we are launching the Buck a Beer Challenge for every brewer, big and small, that's all 260 brewers in Ontario. Bring your price down to a dollar in time for August 27th. And there you go. That was uh, the discussion we were just having before the panel arrived in the studio, and I thought we'd reprise it here because they're free marketeers of a certain nature. Kevin Goodet, president of Brightpoint Strategy and formerly with the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Good afternoon. Welcome back, Johnny. Nice to be back. Nice to have you back. And John Carmichael, Canadian business leader and former Conservative Member of Parliament. How's John? He's good. Thank you, John. All right. I got a feeling we're all sort of fellow travelers when it comes to this notion of uh, free marketeering and all the rest. And uh, where Doug Ford was saying, no subsidies, no handouts. But what they are doing is giving the option to these breweries to provide cheaper beer, a buck of beer. Promised it on the campaign trail. He's delivering, as he said, you know, uh, promise made, promise kept. Kevin, I'll start with you. I mean, uh, because the incentive here for the brewers is to uh, see their product placed in uh, priority uh, placement at the LCBO, as well as in the magazine, the glossy that comes out with the uh, papers on the weekends. Do you think it's a model for, uh, you know, again, giving people something relatively cheap, a buck of beer? (coughs) Sure it is. I'm not clear how many brewers are going to take advantage of this opportunity. We're 10 years on from the days where we used to be able to actually buy a buck of beer, and of course costs go up. Labor costs have gone up substantially, especially minimum wage. Uh, so I don't imagine there'll be a large number of organizations taking advantage of this, but as you point out, it's a promise made and a promise kept. So uh, I, I guess we'll see some small number of, of organizations offering this. You know, the minimum price was a buck twenty-five, yeah. mandated, and now it's being reduced to a buck. Uh, maybe some, maybe nobody will take advantage of it, but it does seem like a marketing opportunity for one or two uh, organizations to try and uh, push their product. So I think it's great. Why do you think it was a campaign promise? Uh, did he even need to make it? Why do you think he did? You know, it's funny. This this uh, promise has hung around the Ontario PC Party for a while. I know uh, the Hudak uh, leadership had it in their platform as well. I'm actually not really clear what the genesis of it is. This goes a bit to back to the Lakehead Brewery and maybe their involvement to some extent in lobbying for it. And there's been an, an effective lobby campaign called Free My Booze, the larger mandate of which, though, is, is to get beer and wine in corner stores and, and, and out of just the, the hands of government. This, in part, falls under that. It's just uh, an, an example of the province reducing the floor mandated floor price on liquor, so, but I'm not exactly totally clear on the the genesis of it. Or maybe it speaks to uh, certain priorities in the summer months, sweltering <laughs> heat, and what is, you know, nobody wants to really drill down or get into the weeds on all these other public policy now. Buck of beer, yeah, I can relate to that. It's more John, fun sure talking about in this, this weather. Than, yeah. Sorry, Johnny? I'm sure it works in this weather. Well, all right, but uh, is it the right approach and uh, the proposal that, you know, you'll, we'll give you something, but we're not going to subsidize it and we're not going to, you know, uh, do anything to reduce the price apart from uh, how these brewers want to respond. Listen, I think it creates competition. It opens the door to uh, uh, 
the competitors in the industry. They're going to incent them with uh, location in the store and their advertising. I think it. Uh, if you want to play, you're going to be rewarded. Uh, they're not doing it with taxpayer dollars, which is always a concern. And uh, so there's no corporate welfare attached here. I think it. Uh, I think it speaks to free market, and I like it. All right, you know, and this is where uh, if we talk about the free market and the government not subsidizing, uh, I was talking last hour, excuse me, to Sue Ann Levy, uh, because we were addressing the mayoral race that's on now, uh, full-fledged John Tory and Jennifer Keysmat, the two preeminent uh, contestants here, and uh, she came out with her announcement to build 100,000 new units of affordable housing within a 10-year span, unlocking city-owned land, but she's also asking for funding from the feds, uh, the National Housing Strategy, to build and subsidize purpose-built rental buildings, apartment buildings. And this is the question, do they need to be subsidized, or would a free market without rent control uh, make this more the likelihood, Kevin? Well, I'm a free marketer, so... uh we have a number of problems with limitations. There's too much red tape, which are which is hampering the ability of the private sector to grow the rental market, to grow the housing market. Uh, they, the governments make it too difficult for for the private sector to put in place the, the the stock that's necessary. And instead, governments do the opposite. Not not just more red tape, but increasing. Now we've got price controls. All of these are disincentives for people. Uh, businesses to actually create product for the market. So I, I'm I'm very sympathetic to your view. Let's reduce the red tape, get barriers out of the way, and see how the stock moves. So in other words, you're saying she's going about it entirely in the opposite direction or the wrong way. Well, I, I think more the more you get government involved in all these types of situations, these certain people of certain political disposition believe that government is the answer to everything. So they have one problem that they solve with, with government, which creates another problem which they solve with government. How about government the heck out of the way and let the business community and the private sector create the stock necessary and the prices will, you know, sort themselves out? Do you think that would happen? Do you think there would be more purpose-built rental units here if uh, rent controls were lifted and the government got out of the way, John? I think if government got out of the way, you'd see the real entrepreneurs step up and do the job. And uh, again, competition will drive the, the day. And I think I think the um, you know to get government to step up time after time is a serious trap that uh, the governments fall into. And I I think in the case of uh, our city, John Tory is a you know he's he's a former business guy and he understands what it takes. I would think he'd understand that as a format to uh, creating greater competition and filling the void in these um, in the uh, in the need area. Well, right. Yeah. Do you think it's entirely up to him to do that if he's elected mayor or re-elected mayor? Do you think he would be allowed to uh, go that route? Well, I think he's got to. Uh, first of all, he's got to corral his his council, uh, however big or small it is, and he's got to build relationships with the province and the feds to uh, to find ways to uh, to get the job done efficiently. And I think he's a very capable person at getting that done. All right. Remains to be seen. I know uh, he's I'm actually. Interested. I'm sorry. Sorry, Johnson. The, the province has announced that they're reviewing um, the social welfare programs. And to me, that the, these are related because these are examples of how governments historically have tried to put stopgap measures in place. And w- one of the opportunities from a review of the social programs is the opportunity to take a look at what cost of housing is for those individuals who require some type, some type, some type of assistance. Instead of a ton of different programs, one of which is subsidized housing, Perhaps the the approach can be to look at what an, what an appropriate level of support 
temporary, uh, ideally, depending on the program, uh, some of that money which could go towards housing, and that we don't have the government in 25 different programs. They just provide the pro- proper level of support to individuals and families who need it. Well, you know, that was the argument. We had this discussion last week. I can't recall the day exactly, but uh, when the pilot project was discontinued for the basic income uh, for folks on the margins, those who qualified, the pilot uh, really only involved 4,000 to this point, wasn't allowed to be completed only year one of a three-year mandate. But when they were saying 17,000 would be the floor for a single person, 24,000 for a couple, uh, and if that then helps to... uh, sustain a certain lifestyle where maybe they can afford even in addition to uh, doing that they would do uh, you know some work and uh, the monies wouldn't all be clawed back but they would get themselves uh, into a position where they could afford uh, certain rents and so on and so forth so I know I'm dialing it back to a discussion that's uh, you know now (laughs) somewhat well worn after last week but did you think the pilot project uh, should have been allowed to be continued and maybe had some merit to it John? Well, I, you know, it, they they cut it off very very quickly, and um, I think their whole issue right now as a government is to find out where's the waste, where's the where's the uh, opportunity to dial back the spending, and obviously they took that on as, as one area that they they wanted to cut back very very quickly. Um, I I tend to think there are people that need a hand up from time to time, and. Clearly, uh, that program provided that type of opportunity, um, but I think they have tough decisions as a government, and that's one they made, and I, I would support it. All right. Uh, you know, what you're saying indirectly here is they had to cut it because uh, there is so much, uh, we're drowning in red ink, and this was the legacy left by the Win Liberals, so uh, don't pin it on Ford for being the blue meanie. This is, again, uh, just a carryover from the previous administration, if you will, and it's left them in an untenable position. I I think I'm spinning almost now in favor of why the conservatives are doing some things that are perceived to be hard-hearted, but do you subscribe to that, Kevin? Well, I don't believe the the basic income program had the proper full comprehensive support of all three levels of government in every jurisdiction in which they they were placed, and there were too many other supports um, a basic in- income program is an interesting theoretical thought experiment that's very difficult to execute without having all jurisdictions roll in and depriving those individuals on that program of any other type of access to support, et cetera, as well. Um, so I actually think the Ford government did the right thing by stepping away from what I think was a failed program from its inception and instead are looking at a proper full across the board government review within its control provincially to see what the best way is most efficient way is to provide a hand up for those people who need it all right well remains to be seen they're talking about reforms uh right across the board insofar as uh social welfare programs you know we're talking about going to the feds for uh, some kind of help mayor tory is going to ottawa he did on friday with a letter to justin trudeau and he wanted help uh in toughening bail rules so on and so forth let's speak to whether or not this was the right approach in a moment we'll get back into it with our panel kevin Gadet and john carmichael here on the oakley show global news radio 640 toronto an estimated quarter of a million torontonians can barely make monthly rent almost half are spending more than 30 percent more than 30 percent of their household income on rent 